Hello, everybody, and welcome to What's On Drafts, the podcast where we each draft five picks around a prompt we've written from books, music, movies, TV shows, or anything else in the universe. And you, the listener, tell us whose picks you're dying to see. My name is Paul, and I'm joined this evening by my usual co-hosts, Cameron and Michael. Guys, how's it going? Well, my son is still awake. My neck is starting to strain because I have to look down at this laptop. I've just ran out of gummies, but at least it's not the end of the world. I got a nice box of uh, Howie brand gummy bears here. So if you want to just make the 12 hour drive, I can share a few. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Is that like a Howie Mandel product or what? What is that? <laughs> I don't know. They sell them at Walmart in Ohio and it just says um, the original gummy bears. Wow. And they're they're uh, fighting words right there. And the uh, logo is here's Howie. That's the, that's the motto of the company. So. They're pretty good, though. Mike, how about you? <laughs> Any gummy bears on your end? Uh, no. You know, I don't think I can j- join the gummy pod. I don't think I'm one of the, the gummy guys. You're not gummy one man. of the gummy boys? The gummy- <laughs> okay. <laughs> I couldn't remember what you called yourselves. <laughs> gummy boys. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was gummy men, but we've we've slowly degraded over time, actually, from men <laughs> to it, boys. It sounds like, uh, like a hip-hop group. <laughs> from right. 20 or 30 years ago <laughs> but only for like a month like it it, it, it really was just one a small amount of time yeah more like a wonder <laughs> not so much a hit <laughs> well this evening's topic is one of apocalyptic proportions so we figured we couldn't handle it with just the three of us so we have also brought on a guest for the rare four-person draft one we don't do often but uh, welcome on to the podcast, Maeve. Maeve, how's it going? How is it going? I'm glad and um, very honored to be on board. Um, my evening started with my car dying, and it just made me want to kill the entire human race. So, <laughs> that's, um, that's the start to most of the movies, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> yeah. So I'll have to put my master plan in order, but we're going to start here. This is where the backstory begins, so. It all started right. with a with a podcast, yes. <laughs> and it just went downhill from there. Yeah, me and me and Maeve have worked together, and then not worked together, and then worked together. But we've been in the same office for well, I guess as long as I've been there because you were there before me. So six years, coming on six years, I think decades. Um, yeah, it, it feels like decades. <laughs> it does. Um, yeah, yeah, beyond. But yeah. Um, yeah, the last the last big uh, team meeting, everybody was um, uh, talking about the podcast because my my boss will not not bring it up. Right, so I'll always be all like, "Do y'all know that Cameron has a podcast?" Yeah. And everybody's like, "What?" And they're like, "What is it?" And I'm always like, "I'm not telling you. I don't want you to listen to it. <laughs> I don't want you guys to find it at all." And you then, are not advertising us. I'm always afraid they're going to find a real dud episode because there's some real duds out there. And I'm afraid they're going to listen to one of the bad ones and be like, this sucks. You know, I wish I could like, just, I should just send them like the best ones. Um, Yeah. You got to curate. You got to make a suggestion. Be like, yeah, I'll send you a link. It's like a soft cancel. You didn't really say anything (laughs) inappropriate, but you still ended up getting removed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's the way. Yeah. 
<laughs> so so may you said it was really cool and i said we are always asking we're, you know we're always needing guests because we run out of ideas really really fast and she recommended the apocalypse because of last of us which i had not watched when you pitched the idea and i've literally caught up in a week you're welcome so i've yeah. just you know <laughs> now yeah. it's hard it's hard to watch it and not hear the mandalorian um, yes. and, then, and then conversely, I started watching the new season of Mandalorian and all I hear is his character right. from Last of Us. So it's, it's, yeah. It's yeah, and I always think of him. For, I, I, my association with him was from his eyeballs being crushed in in Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. So um, mm -hmm. it's weird seeing him with his eyeballs back. So Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> no, you don't see yeah. him in Mandalorian. He's got the helmet on most that, of the time. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, I just watched both, and I'm just seeing the current uh, TikTok meme trend of him from uh, the tremendous weight of uh, what's the what's the Nick Cage movie? The yeah, a being Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So a there's a talent. meme. There's a meme format where it's they're in a the car, and it's Nicholas Cage, and he looks very exasperated. I've seen and then that meme. Pedro, and he's just like happy and like out of it, and yeah. then uh, it's always like me when I do this and then the other person oblivious it's uh it's literally like 40 percent of my tiktok for you page is just that meme so uh, can I, we can we use that meme yeah. can we put that on the gram for the for the, for the podcast page can we uh, you know yeah. me while, while it's still relevant yeah exactly <laughs> yes uh, yeah that, because it will definitely be relevant in this the several weeks when this episode <laughs> this episode drops so Maybe uh, in time for the last episode of the season, right? Yes, yes. Uh, so, yeah, as, as Cameron mentioned, right, Maeve, so you suggested this as a fan of The Last of Us. Um, and you said in the pre-production that you um, you had, you had did some gaming, too. It was nice for me. I haven't watched the show. I played the game. I haven't got around to the show yet. But I have played the game. And usually I'm the only one with some gaming content to bring yeah. to the podcast so glad to hear that but what was your um i you know i guess what was your your uh motivation other than just liking the last of us for for sure. recommending the apocalypse as a draft topic well so uh, apocalypses tend to run the gamut between like you know a hardy group of now primitive people using the relics of the fallen technological empire to everyone's enslaving each other and murdering each other for some leftover resource. So I always kind of looked at apocalyptic stories as most of them, it feels like it would really suck to exist. Um, and I just like in the last of us, I wouldn't have made it to where the story was happening. <laughs> I, I probably would have been shot by the soldiers at the beginning. Um, but um, there are some of them though, that look like they'd actually be pretty cush. So that was kind of like where I was going for is like, there's that fantasy, like, especially during COVID when nobody was out, you'd leave and it would be like, you could see like knocked over trash can and cop cars on fire and stuff. And um, so I just, that fantasy of owning the town and being able to run wild in it seemed like it was a fun idea, especially in contrast with how crappy it is trying to live in the last of us world. I thought it would be, you know, what's the other side of that? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, 
yeah, definitely. I used to always say in college, my like zombie apocalypse plan was just to like check out immediately and just be like, I, I don't want to <laughs> hang around for this. Uh, I'm out. But uh, now that I have kids, that's somewhat complicated. The the, the previous <laughs> yeah. uh, escape plan. So yeah. I've got to rework the zombie apocalypse plan. But you know, um, still not still. The, they don't do a good job of pitching it in most zombie media. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, um, hunker down is not usually the most interesting storytelling. So, <laughs> right, right. Uh, so why don't we, I'll, I'll go ahead and do the intro here to give a little details of what we are going to be doing. So slightly different. Um, normally we draft a team and then we just ask you, the listener, to sort of pick your favorite team, right? So uh, similar to that, there's going to be a little twist at the end. Each of us is going to be drafting three apocalypses. So something that has been depicted as an apocalypse in some form of storytelling and uh, we are then at the final, fourth and final round, going to assign to somebody else an additional apocalypse. The idea is that each of us has a team of four. So you, the listener, when you vote, you're not voting for your favorite team. You're voting for which group would you be willing to be randomly sorted into one of those apocalypses, right? So we will, at the end, have a team of four. Presumably three of those will be fairly decent and survivable. The ones we pick ourselves. one will be much worse. The one that is assigned to us, you have a 25% chance of going to any of those on the team that you vote for. And uh, we ourselves will demonstrate by uh, rolling a die at the end of the episode to see which of our own apocalypses we are going to be sort of inhabiting. So uh, as we're drafting, we're going to be one, trying to find the best, um, you know, the best group, but also the ones where you say it's worth it to risk that I might end up in whatever horrible apocalypse was assigned to me at the end, right? Because I have just the best options for the three that I drafted. So hopefully that was a clear explanation. Anything we need to discuss around the topic? I did have a clarification question. All right. Let's and I ran into a lot of stories as I was doing research that were dystopian, but didn't clearly define an apocalypse that led to it, mm -hmm. right? It implied an apocalypse, but it was not necessarily stated. So does that count for the purposes of our discussion? So I'll give my two cents and we can go around here. So I personally think if the dystopian has re-risen to a level of like a kind of a civilized, whether it's totalitarian or not, doesn't matter. But if it's civilized with sort of the comforts of a modern world, um, then I would say no. Um, but if it's kind of just chaos and feels apocalyptic, even though it, it's post an event, that might be yes. Um, and of course, we will always allow somebody to pitch something. And then as long as at least in this case, two others say it's viable, we'll allow it. But I don't know, Paul and Michael, what, what you guys think? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I would say for like, a, I don't know, I think that's an interesting line, Cameron, to say, like, if you have like comforts and things, because I would assume um, by a dystopian world, maybe you're thinking of one that uh, may have the outward appearance of comforts, but usually has something else um, underneath the surface that's 
So, um, you know, I think usually if it's like, um, I, I think there's probably a, a gray line there where there would probably be a lot that count. Like if it's a case where it's like, okay, there's a, like a regime that's basically covering the known world, right? That some sort of apocalyptic event had to happen to get to that state, even if it's just one regime launching war against everyone, right? So, um, gotcha. yeah, I think as long as there's a plausible argument that it it got there, um, and then we'll just have to have the debate: is it so far past the event, as Cameron is saying, that maybe it's it's hit the point where they've recovered from it? Right. Then, yeah, that's probably you know that's not in the spirit, but. I think most of us will probably be, we'll sort of know, you know, this is in the spirit of the idea, I think. I overprepared, um, so I can skip the ones that are even dubious, but I figured I'd at least ask the question. So, Sure. No, if you think one of them is good, especially good for conversation, please still pick it. Um, we, we've had picks before. We picked it and then everyone's debated and been like, that didn't really count. So yeah, I believe uh, sure. Toy Story four was a uh, yeah I, I still think the first three toy stories independent trilogy four unnecessary sequel outside the trilogy <laughs> now they're making five yeah. so if they get to six maybe we can star wars it and have yeah double trilogies <laughs> uh have to catch ryan johnson between projects <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna turn the fan base on its head right <laughs> Uh, Michael, right, so did, the, Michael, did you have oh, a question? Yeah. I think you had said earlier. I think no. I think we've covered it. I think we're good. Okay. okay. Cool. Cool. So, are yeah. you are you rocking a new hairstyle or what's the deal? Uh, my hair decided to do this today, so I am the Kramer <laughs> of this episode. Okay. Unintentionally. Yeah. It's, uh, we can't uh, even get it. We can't even get it in frame. It's so tall. <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday. This is, <laughs> this is why we need to be dropping the video version of the podcast. I agree. That, that is that is fine. I'll, <laughs> I'll draw a little cartoon for anyone that wants to see. <laughs> All right. Look forward to that on the Instagram, everyone. So last point of order before we go ahead and kick it off. Um, Maeve, uh, our tradition is that when we have a guest on the show, they get to select their draft position. Um, so, guys, I've gone ahead and randomized the three of us in an order. So we'll let Maeve select, and then I'll fill in the three of us, you know, in order in the available spots. So, uh, Maeve, one through four, what are you thinking is a, a good spot for you? So I'm going to go third so that I can hear how you guys are rolling, but not have to be in a position to do two in a row. Okay. So. Like that. All good, right. Good strategy. Well, uh, the rest of the picks then, I've got Michael with the first pick, Cameron number two, and then I'm the one making the back-to-back picks here. Um, one more point of order. The assigned pick, do we just want, hey, you got to pick somebody? I I think so. I think. Or do you want to say, like, you pick the previous person or something? What if I, we let the dice decide who, like, we throw out our neg pick yeah, and then like the that. dice decides who it goes to? Who gets it? Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. Okay. That's that good. way there's no hurt feelings. Yes. Yeah. I would agree. <laughs> All right. All right. So we will get to that then. So that sets everything up. That means, Michael, you get the first pick here. Y'all know I always love the first pick. 
that's that's not true. I, I do not <laughs> really enjoy the first pick. But in my research, I came across one that I'm hoping you all will accept. Uh, I didn't even think about it as being post-apocalyptic, but it's a wonderful series. I'm I'm going to take Cowboy Bebop here, if you all will allow it. So the world has gone into chaos, and there's really nothing left of Earth, but uh, we follow the protagonists in space. So that's kind of a nice shift away from a planetary post-apocalyptic setting. So we do have these people that are able to fly about, and uh, we get to follow the main character who's a bounty hunter. And space corgis. Space corgis. <laughs> so we know that the royal family made it? Question mark. <laughs> uh, so I'm not familiar with the. Uh, I've never seen Cowboy Bebop in any of its iterations. So one of the best. Myself. Okay, it has yeah, one same. of the best intro theme songs. Yeah, but um, does the pick satisfy um, Paul Mave as, as valid? Well, I I think this is immediately getting into <laughs> the question that you raised, Cameron. Right, which is. Yes, it's absolutely apocalyptic event happened to Earth. We are now at the point where society has reformed as spacefaring, right? So there's yeah. uh, people who are in good or bad condition in space. Um, Sounds like so you're not wild about it. Are you well, it's no, it's really right on the line. So this is gets to the clarifying question, I think. Are there um, are there apocalyptic elements to the yeah. current setting? If you live on trust? Earth, if you live on Earth in the Bebop, you're in the apocalypse. If you're fortunate enough to live in space, you're living in sci-fi, not okay. luxury, but more functioning, okay. like industrial kind of areas. Mm -hmm. So it's so, sounds... sort of a Firefly, yes, that's like what a Star say. Wars vibe. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, things yeah, are kind like, of strained. So, so this is a picture of this is a picture of Earth here, right? Yeah. But are but are you in Earth here? Are you living in Earth? Am I or am I someone that made it? To <laughs> there space? are people down there. <laughs> yeah. What, what if it? I mean, what if? Uh, I guess that what if the specification is for this one? You have to start on Earth, but you at least have the opportunity to one day escape and make it to the cool space. But you got to start on Earth. We got to start on Earth. Yeah, I think that's oh, I fair. I don't think I would make this pick if I. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can you can retract it because you did pitch it as like a, a questionable one. But, but I let, think that, let the... that be a lesson to you: do not try to scam us again. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I'm gonna pick. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna pick uh, the Starship Enterprise because they went by this one planet that had gotten uh, blown up. <laughs> Michael, if there's any consolation, I spent 20 minutes trying to decide whether Bebop would be one of my choices. So I mean, as far as yeah, post-apocalyptic. Okay, well, I, I think I think the spirit was that you have to live in a an apocalyptic scenario, right? Not nearly exist post an apocalypse. Not mm -hmm. not take it so literal as like there has been an apocalypse. So you. Well, it gets into a time factor. We're just wanting it to be much closer to the event. Uh, we want the event to probably still have elements of it happening, yeah. right? This is like, like, 
Yeah, like if you're saying okay. I'm gonna go, I'm reading, I'm watching yeah. this apocalyptic okay. show, and then they're up, you know, in space. Pew, pew, pew. It's like, well, I thought it was an apocalyptic show. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, technically, modern day Earth is post-apocalyptic because the asteroid. Yeah, several extinction events, but right. Point taken. You're gonna I, keep I it? don't know. It, I, so to me, like if you lived on like a ship, you were a hero. And my understanding is what like us as individuals would be like if we were cast into this environment. And again, for myself, I'd end up living in one of the falling apart ramshackle cities that are the few remaining on Earth in mm -hmm. the Bebop mm -hmm. universe, yeah. which would not be nearly as much fun as being Faye Valentine. So. <laughs> No, I, I would uh, I would immediately crash trying to do any of the maneuvers yeah. that uh, Spike <laughs> right. is doing, and the like the ship would immediately just be crashing into the surface of something. So, Mike, yeah. you're gonna keep it? You're gonna you're gonna yeah? It's it's not it's not a good one to be stuck on Earth for. Well, I don't. None of these are going to be great. Yeah, the, so that's part of the so, thing. Is like, yeah, no, we don't want to be in any of these, right? So, so yeah. here's, here's yeah. the thing: is the possibility of so space in the Cowboy Bebop universe presents a a good option, right? There are good colonies Better. and places yeah. to live with what has been created in space. So there is the opportunity in this apocalypse to escape from the bad scenario if you can get there. There are going to be apocalypses that we get to where there is no escape. This yeah. is true. This so is true. Okay. you just have to rate how good the chance is that you get to space, I guess. Okay. And we'll call so, it yeah. uh, 25%. If, if, I'm, if I'm scrappy, there's a chance. Whereas some of these, there's even if I'm scrappy, there's no chance. Aspirational. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. He's, he's keeping okay. it. That, I'll keep it. That, keep that's got to be one of the longest first picks ever. All right. Um, <laughs> and I'm totally unprepared. Um, okay. All mm. that extra prep time. Okay. Um, I am going to go with... I'm going to try and make things right with my wife and take a favorite film of hers, and I'm going to take Warm Bodies. Oh. Uh, the film warm bodies um talk about um happy ending here right the zombies yeah. take over you actually have two classes of zombies right i forget kind of the what the name they call the ones that are like the scary ones but um in the end right the kind of semi-human zombies kind of get reabsorbed into society and they kind of uh they kind of rebuild a little bit happier ever after um if you haven't seen the movie i was very skeptical of it just on its premise because i was like nothing about this seems like something i would want to watch but um it was one of holly's favorite and uh after i watched it i was like yeah that is a really like cute funny movie um uh it stars nicholas holt who's famous yeah. for about a boy um he's in the the great show on hulu and what a whole wonderful bunch of day stuff. yep what a wonderful uh, day <laughs> what a lovely oh, day yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, he's he might come up later in the draft. Um, yep. And uh, let's see. It's also got I guess Teresa Palmer is the, the the main girl in the show, and then some other people in there. Dave Franco, John Malkovich, Rob Corddry is his, his zombie friend. It's just a really cool movie, and I think I might be able to make it in that world. So I'm going to take Warm Bodies. 
I have not seen this one. I, I remember now that you say Nicholas Holt stars in it, seeing trailers for it. Now, is this, are the zombies akin to the zombies in The Last Man on Earth? That's the Vincent Price one. I is haven't seen the Vincent I, Price I don't, one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So there's so two the, there's there's two class of zombies, right? The one mm-hmm. is kind of the um kind of almost the walking dead zombie of kind of uh, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's the other class that is like that severe, fast, scary, almost like I, I don't know, but m- m- much more darker version of a zombie. Um, Dawn of the Dead style. So. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And so th- this th- this is about the middle class zombie still having some of their humanity, and okay. can they be kind of salvaged and 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 learn to live with um you know the humans? Yeah, it's kind of a rom com. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I remember that it being advertised that way. Yeah. So. That's kind of what we find out the zombies are like in the in the last man on earth. There's some cognition there, but uh, we find out that the protagonist is actually the antagonist. That's the is that the first iteration of that story? Is That's that kind pro- of how I am legend is too, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is the one. The this is the early black and white version. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, similar to one that I considered. And then ultimately decided it wouldn't count, which is the Disney's Zombies franchise. Really into. Uh, because I, I decided it doesn't count because technically the zombie apocalypse is limited to a single town. It's not really an apocalyptic event. But in that one, the zombies have these like technological bands that they wear that make them not act like a zombie. And then they just get to go to high school and they are trying to like play football and get on the cheer squad but if the the band falls off they go into like zombie mode and there's people who are like prejudiced against the zombies honestly i would hate to go back to high school so i don't think i would pick it (laughs) so not that one yeah um (laughs) so yeah but this this is similar vibes in Mm -hmm. that they're zombies but uh there are still the trappings of society unlike many other zombie properties which we're gonna have to do a lot of zombie apocalypses i feel like to get to 16 picks. So you might as well start out with uh, the least violent <laughs> options of the zombie worlds. Fair enough. All right. You don't get to abuse the banner by giving yourself the great pick. <laughs> <laughs> the great pick scrolling banners. All right. Uh, Maeve, you've seen you've seen two you've picks. seen you've seen how yeah. far this can go off the rails. So <laughs> those those were these were both great. Um, so my pick is actually going to be the Last Man on Earth, the 2015-2018 television show starring Will Forte and Kristen Saul. Oh, that's a good so pick. It the setting of it is there's been some kind of virus that's basically killed nearly everyone, but they never really go into what the virus is or where it came from. It's not really relevant. But um, in it, Will Forte is basically living by himself in Arizona, having driven around the country, le- leaving signs saying that he's going to be in Arizona, trying to find people and stealing fine works of art um, from the Metropolitan Museum in New York and the Declaration of Independence and other fun things like that. And um, 
I just think the the way the show portrays the environment, he's basically like a kid in a toy store. All of the resources are still there. He can just wander around and grab whatever he wants. And while he has to deal with a little bit of loneliness until he meets up with some people and then some bullying once he meets up with more people. But um, all in all, it's a pretty cush life. It would be like winning the lottery and then removing everyone else so that you wouldn't be able to feel superior to everyone for being richer than them. So um, that was that's my first pick. That's a that's a really good pick. I didn't even that didn't even come across my research, but you're totally right. I mean, the first couple episodes, he's literally just doing whatever the f he wants, um, <laughs> moving from one house to another. I think he just uses he moves in from one mansion and he uses one room to defecate until he's done there, and then he moves oh, to no. another room. Uh, so, tequila kitty pool. Yeah, tequila he swims pool. in a tequila chili pool. He <laughs> yeah. drinks it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that montage a, was very it 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 did a good job of selling the universe. Yeah, no, that's it. That's a good pick. Yeah, and there is a plausible since they do occasionally come across other people. You know, you you think it's going to be just him, and then they sort of add more and more. Uh, there is also a plausible way for you or the listener picking your team to enter the world. Right, you would just be. Uh, you would be someone that Will Forte and his crew would eventually find, or you would find their, your way to them, I guess, in this universe. Exactly. Yeah. And the people you run into, they're pretty, you have to, not, not a lot of, uh, I, I haven't finished like the show. So I, maybe I'm, I don't know, but at least initially, a lot of regular people, not like cannibals coming in and, uh, no. you know, uh, trying to kill you and that sort of thing. So that's a, that's a big plus. Well, don't feel too bad. The show didn't finish the show. So oh. right. it was canceled before they resolved it. But um, sad. funny, but yeah. Will Forte, like yeah. treasure, Never treasure of our times. Yeah. Genius. All right, Paul. So you've seen uh, you've seen the first three. What's your first pick? All right. Uh, I am. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with, um, uh, I guess, a bigger uh, movie here. One of the ones that's one of the first ones to pop up when you look up like apocalyptic, uh, especially sci-fi apocalyptic. So I'm going to go with the matrix world, uh, because you get there, there's an option to check out of the apocalypse as long as you're willing to (laughs) handle the fact that it's still going on and you're choosing to ignore it, uh, which personally I would be fine doing in the world of the matrix. Uh, you know, bill all day. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, if if yeah, at this point, if the option is I'm a battery or I'm trying to exist in in Zion and make it in the like sun, you know, the lightless uh, uh, valley that they live in, I'll take being the battery and just getting to hang out in the matrix. So now here, here's okay. I see your hey, you can live a pretty normal life, um, but. What if you're were living a real crappy life? You know, I mean, you're you're. Well, it's it's true. You 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 can you can have any life. Um, so it could be, uh, you could have a a horrible existence in the matrix. You're essentially telling the the listener that you can have the life you have right now. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. I don't so, know. The, the tequila so kitty pool is 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 speaking to me a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Well, you the, uh, you know you could you could uh, if you do take the red pill, you could also negotiate with the robots and get put back into the matrix, but as like a vampire or something mm-hmm. if you wanted to. So like you could go hang out with the Merovingian or uh, be one of the one of the two ghosts that you know, drives the pickup or something. So uh, there are alternatives, but I think in terms of um, uh, uh, having a high floor, right? I think the matrix is, is a good option. I'd negotiate being Beyonce. <laughs> there you go. I, I will tell you where Neo Turn is. Turn for that. I hear you. Um, the uh, Cyrus or whatever his name was. It's hard to turn down the deal of like, would you like whatever life you want? <laughs> and you right. won't even know this happened. I mean, that's a tough, um, that's, a, right. that's a question Zero. that Star Trek won't even go near because they know what the answer is. So. <laughs> yeah, this, I think you can write this one down as a steal, Paul. Oh, okay. it, it was on my list. Yeah, it was on mine too. Look at that. Double steal. I, I don't I have a, I don't I have a ticker it... for double steal. Hang on. <laughs> it's a different color, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was a little surprised it came back to fourth. I thought it might be off the board before it got over to me, but I'm, I'm happy with that. I had right. a bit towards the bottom of my list, but I had it. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, I'll move us into the second round here since we've gone nearly 35 minutes on the first four picks. Well, I think we know where most of the time was spent. <laughs> Talking about warm bodies. <laughs> <laughs> the controversial warm body pick. I am, uh, I'm going to stick to sci-fi here, but I'm going to go from very well-known sci-fi to uh campy cult classic much lesser known sci-fi and that is uh, i'm gonna go with 1989's robot jocks you guys familiar with this one I, i'm not familiar no. <laughs> okay i watched part of this uh like a month ago paul <laughs> okay so in the in the world of robot jocks uh it's post nuclear apocalypse so ravaged you know wasteland uh the world has been separated into two factions the market and the syndicate the market being the usa the syndicate being soviet russia and they've decided that because the last time there was a war it was the apocalypse war has been outlawed and if there's ever a territorial dispute instead of fighting a war each side sends a pilot and a giant robot and they have a battle and the robot that wins that country wins so like the The movie is taking place with two people and they're going to have a robot battle and the the winning side gets to keep Alaska. So, you know, like Russia, the U.S. fighting over Alaska. Uh, So the way the world works, though, is you get drafted to be the robot pilot. So each side drafts someone from the general population. If you get picked, you you have to do 10 matches in the robot. Now, if you lose, like you die, right? But if you win 10 matches, then you get to, you're done forever. No more, no more robot fighting. Uh, So the way I see it is either one, I get to pilot a giant robot, which the movie makes look pretty cool. Or two, you know, I get to exist in the world. Sure, a giant robot might switch me from one country to another, 
But in terms of like post-apocalyptic future, the fact that war is outlawed is a pretty good deal compared to a lot of other options. So I think, again, there's a little safety there. Plus, you might get to pilot a giant robot. What's the quality of life for the the, the masses? What, what, what are we talking about here? It's kind of your, your pretty typical looking post-apocalyptic town, right? There's not like... There's not like roving gangs and stuff like you see in Mad Max or something like that. It's just kind of like the world is destroyed and resources are scarce. So it's not great, but there's not as much violence happening outside the robot fights. Is it like okay. cyberpunky? Is it like um it's very 80s. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it's very 80s and um uh just a lot of like the music and the robots fighting and hmm. it's um Stop motion mecha. Uh, oh, it is. Um, uh, it's. It's. I think it's kind of stop motiony stuff. It's been a little while since I've. Uh, Stuart Gordon is the one who did it, and I need to. I forget to look up what else he did, but it was. It was sort of a. You know, like a passion project of his that he put together. So. It's it's one of those ones that didn't do well, but it definitely has. Okay, yeah. So he's the guy who did Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, huh? And several other movies, you know, big movies. But then he, um, he he kind of pushed this one for a while. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, recommend the watch or no? Uh, it's it's real cheesy. It's a it's a solid kind of B movie, but don't expect. Great, great cinematography, you know, great movie making, but uh, it's it's fun and campy, I would say. I don't know, Michael, you've you watched <laughs> watched it partially recently. So I had to look it up. Um, there were a couple different movies from this time, and I'm thinking that I actually watched a little bit of Robot Wars, okay, which is similar. Are you going to draft that? <laughs> uh, don't be leaking my third round pick. I'm just going to all that's, robots. That's the first pit um, on the list of more like this on IMDb for that page. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. That's interesting. Right. It's a deep cut. Yeah, very, very. Uh, you, I see what you're doing. Nobody can refute it. Nobody can. Uh, <laughs> no one can discuss this. It's thing. not legit. <laughs> hey, so. it's on list. I saw some obscure ones that I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to add that. This is not. This is not among the obscure ones. This I, one, if you look up apocalyptic stuff, it comes up a lot. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I, so I presume that we weren't supposed to be picking things we haven't seen or experienced right so that's that's what we call the cameron rule which we haven't we didn't dictate that but okay. um it would be probably best if you experience it um okay i did i just wasn't sure because yeah. yeah. i've never even heard of this robot jock so but i am intrigued it feels like a mystery science theater 3000 oh it would have been yeah, yeah it would have been perfect for that yeah so is it back to me it is i think so all right. Well, I have my next one is going to be the 2008 Pixar animated movie Wally. So oh, okay. In, in Wally, we most of the story takes place following a plucky little robot on a post-apocalyptic Earth where it has become entirely uninhabitable and there are no humans left. 
And we learn that out in space, all the humans have become extremely fat because all they do is ride around on their hover beds, um, eat delicious food, and entertain themselves gratuitously. I mean, it's Disney, so they don't really show what they're doing, but we don't know what they're doing. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, putting myself in the position of where the humans would be, that that would, I'm not far from that now. So I feel like it would be a, an easy lateral adjustment. And I feel like the only real drawback is that, uh, let's see, I, I made some notes here. The stupid, stupid robot killjoy bringing everyone back to the planet just because of one bean sprout. So that's really the only downside. So it's it's really a, a sad ending. Is what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's a tragedy. Um, Shakespearean, even. Yeah, I don't know about this one. I'm I might I might want to call a vote on this, only because the lifestyle in the space cruiser is so lavish. Um, lavish yeah. cushy yes that it is. i i would i would not call that um uh i would not say that's in the spirit of the po of the apocalyptic setting well as has been recorded in our pixar episode and i think other episodes i have not watched wally so i will leave the decision to cameron and michael so i'll, I'll i'm gonna vote no on this uh mike uh so I would still need your vote to make it work. So going going back to our Cowboy Bebop round, I think that you would have to not be on the ship. You'd have to be on the Wally planet. <laughs> now, now remind me on in Wally is Which the Earth actually the is is the Earth actually uninhabitable, or they just think it's uninhabitable? He's there to do research to see if there's any life and he finds a sprout yeah he's there basically to let everybody on the spaceship know when they can come home okay so i would say mave i i feel like you could pick this if you exist once they get home well that's part of it yes which would be extra tough because you've been living in lower gravity, mm -hmm. getting fat, and you'd be back on the planet trying to get that stupid bean sprout to turn into edible <laughs> um, roughage. Not to mention the fact that you don't have any other animals there for protein. It's, it's going to be a rough so, go. It's going to be. I a mean, rough it's go. it's a crash diet to be honest. Um, um, so let's let's put in Wally at the end. Okay, I mean, I, I, so I can, I have others, if that, if Wally is being officially rejected. Yeah, let's um, go. Let's. What do I you say, think? yeah, you, you get to select here. If you're okay with Wally, but it's the end of the movie, you can grab the pick. But if you'd like to replace it, because we added that stipulation after the pick, you are free to replace it. So I had in my head thought of it as a sort of net balance where you are both in the cushy spaceship but also eventually landing on the planet so i will pick another one um, and this one i am suggesting even though there's no specific apocalypse in it i will um, let you guys decide whether or not this one qualifies so this is the 2006 luke wilson maya rudolph dax shepherd and terry cruz movie idiocracy Ooh, that movie gets Funnier and scarier every every, every time I watch it. Yeah, 
um, written by the uh, brilliant Mike Judge. Um, the apocalyptic scenario that I feel is that is in the movie technically is the fast food wars where Taco Bell defeated all of the other um, fast food chains to be to become the reigning champion. Um, and the implication is that there was mass devastation that came with the fast food wars. Um, but I don't know if that strictly qualifies it as an apocalypse. And it was this was the movie that made me raise the question to begin with, because I wasn't sure if this qualified. So I kind of want to allow this one just because it's fast food wars that caused it. Well, I think I also, it's hilarious. I also think there's something it's not necessarily uh apocalyptic but there is something frightening about how you can so easily be trampled in this society like mm. with total disregard um that uh that i'd be okay like the frustration level in this society would be almost worse than the <laughs> threat level in the in the other societies mm -hmm. um that I'm, I'm i'm fine with it as well okay right this is this is no paradise for anyone right yeah yeah yeah, and I guess your options are to be the Luke Wilson character of average intelligence or anyone else. Either yeah. neither is a great option, <laughs> to be honest. So, yeah, I think it's in the spirit. All right. Every faucet pours Mountain Dew. Go yeah. red. So, gosh. Big what is it that the fluoride you gotta have some fluoride in there or something nobody's gonna have teeth <laughs> everybody's got dentures yeah that's even more frightening just the bright white dentures. Right. yeah exactly <laughs> all right well i like it cameron that puts you back on the board then uh, all right, I am going to go with, and, and this may not, so let me know what y'all think about this. I'm going to go with Station Eleven. Station Eleven. Have, have any of y'all seen or read Station Eleven? Sounds it's like Plan 9 from yeah. outer space. Yeah, yeah. So it was a big hit. Um, science fiction book is kind of where they put it in the section probably about 10 years ago. And then HBO made the show a few years ago. The show is great. I love the show. Um, it reminds me a little bit of uh, Last of Us. Um, but uh, it's essentially, it is post-apocalyptic. There was a, I think it was a disease. It was sort of like a, a, a virus or something. Um, wiped out most of the population and you see a little bit of that happening and then the post-apocalyptic is people just trying to live um, there's no zombies or anything like that um, and it's centered around this group of people who actually go around and they perform Shakespeare at different um, communities um, now there, there, there is a uh, a lot of uh, you know oh we lost this one person where are they oh well, we found them again here and then there's some societies that are a little more authoritative and that's a little scary. Um, sometimes they get held um, and aren't released. But for the most part, they are just traveling around to other humans, um, performing their show so that there's some semblance of 
you know, the, the arts that they've carried on um, from the, the previous modern world, you know, the established society. Um, um, there's an underlying story about this person um, who is kind of a messiah to one group of people and so kind of uses their powers to you know some people get killed a little bit here and there trying to downplay it a little bit but for the most part what appealed to me was that like there's still these people going around doing shows you know hey who's in this week for this show they're going to come do hamlet or something like that um and so after watching the show it was kind of yeah you know the, the other main character is like a doctor for one of the communities and he walks to the other communities to help you know you know, uh, treat other patients. So it, it was very uh, optimistic, po- post-apocalyptic. Um, it wasn't like everything's falling apart. It's getting worse and worse and worse. Um, it was kind of like, look, we're here. Let's just try to keep living life. Nice pick. This is a cut that I have not heard of. So Really? Yeah. It's on HBO. You should check it out. Um, or, or read the book if you're a reader. The book's supposed to be <laughs> great. Um, but uh, also, in the show, there is an episode where somebody does the greatest performance of Midnight Train to Georgia I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> so if that does not sell it for you, I don't know what will. That's, that's enough right there. Yeah, so hearing that song means it will be in this universe. So... I mean, that's that's a plus. That's definitely a plus in the column. Uh, yeah, this um, is on my list. I haven't watched it, so I can't speak too intelligently on it. But I do have it on my HBO list, so it's it's one I want to get to. Yeah, it's got a great cast from the IMDb page. Mm-hmm. Okay, back to Michael. Michael. Um, it's been a while. Do you remember you, how you, to draft? Are you going to take Are you going to take Star Wars now? Uh, after they blew up at Yavin 4. Is that kind of your approach? Let's do it. You nailed it. I would like to take Shaun of the Dead here. Hmm. You've, you've chose Warm Bodies. I, I think I'm good with the Shaun of the Dead zombie apocalypse. So this oh. one, it shows what uh, some pretty normal people can do against zombies. These are not military-trained folks. These are not even uh, the brightest people, but they survive. <laughs> they, they survive. And uh, it's, it's very funny as well. And we get to see uh, living peacefully with zombies at the end. So I feel like this is one of the better options for a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, I, I marked this as a steal. It was on my list. Um, and it is uh, it benefits to it compared to other zombie franchises. As you said, you, at the end, not only do you see them, you know, cohabiting with some zombies, but they're playing video games. So yeah, unlike right. many zombie apocalypses, electricity still around, utilities still still working. Uh, zombies not as nice as the warm body zombies obviously there is attacking and, and fighting that is happening um, so they're not as you know they don't maintain as much of that intelligence it doesn't seem like but mm-hmm. um, 
you the society does not completely collapse which is hard to find in a zombie film so i i had it on my list for that reason all right any your any other thoughts from mave or cameron um it's a brilliant pick it's a great yeah pick. yeah it's uh it's um it's inspiring it makes me feel confident yeah. in that universe right um also right i mean the army's still around they're just not there yet you know so you just mm -hmm. gotta kind of hold out and the zombies are really dumb yeah they're not good <laughs> yes. i mean they're really incompetent and dumb so unless you're dumb enough to get like cornered by them you apparently like sean at one point just runs through a crowd of them just by shouting and holding his arms up in the air so i feel like i could stand a chance right yeah this is this is the zombie that you want to be facing yeah i just this need a pint and a, and a cricket bat and i'm good exactly yeah, yeah. that's pretty doable yeah i think we can handle this <laughs> All right, like All right Mike. Last last round here to sweeten up your uh, your statistical advantage. Let's go. Hunger Games. I feel like as long as you're not the people in the Hunger Games, you're doing all right. If you're not a child. Yep. It, it's basically yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, you, if you were not of. Uh, if you, if you have graduated high school, you're right. pretty good. Cool. It's, it's not a great distance, but it's not a wasteland. It seems like people are fed. Some of that's, them, yes. That's better better than yeah. a lot of apocalyptic. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say some precincts, it doesn't look like uh, <laughs> that pleasant. But again, this is kind of one of those scenarios where you've got. A chance to do okay. It's not the worst apocalyptic ending, but but some of those precincts are pretty impoverished, right? Impoverished, yes. Yeah, but there are people. They're <laughs> not. They're not zombies. So I mean, again, yeah. some of these apocalyptic worlds, you're like the last one of yeah. your kind. But eventually, there's there's, there's going to be like a rebellion. There's going to be a war. Well, there already was the war. That's why right. we're in the state, right? There's a nuclear yeah. war. Was right, right, right. But I'm saying there's going to be another war. Is there? Well, I mean that, right? That's what the, that's what the story. The revolution. Wait, are you saying you're going to like stop? The, um, well, what's her name? Uh, from it's, it's, uh, it's not an apocalyptic war. war. True. True. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, that's there's going to be some crossfire. You can get caught up in. Uh, you know. <laughs> now, Sorry. Paul, Wait. hit the theme song. <laughs> Crossfire. Uh, no, my, it's okay. Michael's going to learn from uh, PETA how to just use some random mud on the ground to make yourself look exactly like a rock. And then he's just going to wait out whatever uh, whatever war is coming. I haven't seen favorite all the, scene. I haven't seen all the films, so that must have been one I missed. <laughs> that scene from the first one, favorite scene in the series. That's hilarious. Uh, they talk about PETA's remarkable camouflaging abilities, and the movie just took it to <laughs> right level eleven there. <laughs> and uh, he's basically just invisible in his environment; he just becomes <laughs> the ground. It's it's hilarious. 
there's yeah. a lot of yeah. unintentionally hilarious things in movies like that. I have not seen any of those. Are they? Are they? I not being a teenage girl. Are they still worth watching? <laughs> no. Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 they, I kind of felt that way about Twilight, and I managed to avoid all those. So now, sure. uh, Madeline has made me watch Twilight. Okay. And I've watched it more than once. And more if than you once. want a good laugh, okay, it's it's freaking <laughs> funny. There's some stuff in there that just gets me every time. Uh, yeah. In the in the first movie, when the vampires are running. The way they chose to animate that, <laughs> some peak Hollywood right there. Gotcha. Just some of the best stuff you could ever see. Yeah, I, I would say with Hunger Games, they're they're fine action movies. They're you know, you don't need to go out and rush and watch them. The books are the books are probably worth a read. I think the books are okay. are decent, but the books are fast yeah. reads. Yeah, and the movie's okay. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Twilight. I, I sort of was turned around on Twilight. I listened to some like feminist scholars discuss it and they were like they loved it and were talking about all the stuff. And I was like, I didn't get anything out of it, but now huh. I want to go rewatch all of it because <laughs> they made it sound very very much more interesting than I assumed. Hmm. Hmm. I yeah, who was talking about it, Paul? Uh it was on it was on a podcast, um, and it was like some people from uh uh it's they have like a mix of scholars come on okay. it's like an offshoot of um uh it's like a libertarian podcast and there's an offshoot where they have people from like different philosophical backgrounds just talk about pop culture it's called pop and lock lock spelled like the philosopher um so they had some like feminist scholars talk about uh uh talk about twilight and it was a it was a really interesting episode so now i was like hmm. I, I respect these books a lot more than I did before. Hmm. So. It's a clever podcast name. It's all about yeah. the name. That's right. I mean, our, we, our, we were our gonna great be name has got us to tens of listeners a week. <laughs> there are dozens of us. <laughs> dozens! Uh, People search for our show just as a question on Google. <laughs> what's, what's on draft? What's on draft? <laughs> um, we were this close to being a beer podcast, for sure. Um <laughs> I mean, you guys could do a draft of best beers. We thought about that. Yeah. Actually, there is a What's Just on Draft podcast, and we were trying to get a crossover episode going with them. Right. They haven't posted in years. <laughs> we did. We do have an alcohol episode. So there is yeah, one do. where we, we drafted, uh, yeah. drafted beverages. Yeah. So. That is one that uh, the workplace should not listen to. That one gets pretty loose. I probably shouldn't have had a coworker on then. It's so, the uh, only. It's the only was, uh, episode we've ever marked as explicit. No, that's right, because we were because <laughs> we were drinking, so we couldn't contain yeah, ourselves we, very yeah. well. Uh, I was uh, not on that one and had to <laughs> try to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> I don't think I've listened back to it. Are you saying it was a rough? It was. It's, a rough it listen. is a rough listen. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Cameron, uh, I think we've. Uh, whoever ended was, up with the tequila, congrats. That, that was me. We went back and forth. It was this bad stealing setup where you could steal it if you took a shot. And it was just, it did not go well. Um, all like right. Yeah. 
So what, Cameron, um, what are you taking a shot on for your next pick, though? I think, I think I'm going to... I think we stalled enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Zombieland. I'm going to go Zombieland because um, it feels like that. It's a little more... Uh, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm playing off of the confidence of Woody Harrelson, but... You know, I, I feel like I can make that, um, well, two things. I think I can live in that universe because, um, you find the right people. You can really go far. Um, and then also I like being the people call me Centerton. Centerton over here with the big mouth, you know, I mean, I kind of like that. It sounds cool. Well, if you follow the rules, you should be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this one, I, uh, I thought about it and I'm not sure where to place it because I don't know. Does it look survivable because stylistically right. the way the movie is mm -hmm. or actually the way the zombies are set up mm -hmm. in the movie? Mm -hmm. So it's a, uh, I don't know. It's an interesting one to me. Same. I wouldn't last very long. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like this one is, is a trap because it's a comedy, but the zombies are, the zombies are not the most incompetent zombies that we've seen. True. True. Um, but I mean, if Jesse Eisenberg can survive, I mean, I'm tw <laughs> I'm twice the survivor he is. So, but he's gone through MK Ultra, Cameron. Mm. That's that's another movie of his. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I, well, I don't know that movie. What movie is American that? Ultra with him and Chris's. Oh, Lord. American Ultra. Okay. So I was always throwing in the the. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg, it's man, I, I've seen all his films. Mm. I don't, I don't know. I might have. Um, I will, I will ask you this: Is this before the Twinkies run out? When are, when are you drafting this? No, it's pre, it's post-apocalyptic, pre-Twinkie run out. Okay, gotcha. There's always snowballs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Plenty. I think we've seen that uh, McDonald's <clears throat> does not mold; it just kind of petrifies. So, it, yeah, it it could last for years. I don't know how long Twinkies last, but you might they only last well. two or three years. Okay. It's kind of a it's kind of a mist of I um uh, urban legend that they last longer, but. <laughs> They also are affected by radiation, so that's also <laughs> really man. Yeah. Well, there's so many my, things. I know. Well, there goes my nuclear apocalypse plan. Well, there goes but Paul's in, his entire go bag is now <laughs> useless. And there is a sample also. Yeah, my my go bag was just uh, enough Twinkies to build a shelter out of. And then a gun with one bullet for the zombie apocalypse. And now both of those plans are shot. So it's I really gotta gotta up my game. Paul, I, I just want to write a comedy where somehow the bullet gets used for something else, something else. and then you're just like <laughs> I should have put a backup. All right. Well, Maeve, it's been a minute since you've been on the board, but yep. uh, we are now back to you. So, third so and I, final pick. Yeah, I I had some uh, other ones lined up, but I I want to call an audible because I so as we were talking, I thought of one that uh, this one's not exactly the easiest, but it was. It's always been one of my favorites. So, um, 
1995 Lori Petty movie, Tank Girl. Nice. Where the tagline on the front cover is, and in the future, the odds of survival are a thousand to one, and that's just the way she likes it. So, um, yeah, the, in this movie, uh, the future has gotten to where there are no governments anymore. There are just large corporations. And water has become such a scarce resource that essentially these corporations' only product that they provide is water. And they have military forces and things like that. And our, our protagonist, uh, the titular tank girl, um, is essentially a revolutionary rebel mercenary type that goes to stand up to the corporation in the area that she's in to free the water for the people which she does successfully at least in the movie in the comics it's more involved than that but i haven't read all the comics because they're hard to find these days this is a nice pick and you get major points for having jamie hewlett as the artist here beautiful artwork i've loved this for a long time the movie is one of those things where it's the it's pre-marvel comic book era movie yeah and so they're still doing some really wacky stuff it's one of yeah, the, it's, it's one of the wild trying to comic the comic yeah yeah and it's weird it's hard it's weird to watch because the the movie company like interfered so much with the production of it that they had to do things like do just images from the comic with voiceover because the movie company wouldn't let them film certain scenes not that they didn't have the money to do it they were just like yeah we don't think the audience is going to be interested and we know better than you <laughs> so when they finally screened it people were like what is happening i don't understand what's going on so they filled those spaces with like clips from the actual comics with some voice yeah. so now i'm a huge fan of animation so i actually really dug those little inserts yeah but that makes sense as kind of a shortcut for them. Right, mm. right. Uh, Ice-T as one of the kangaroo people. Mm -hmm. Pretty wacky. That's one of his first movies, too. It was not It was after New Jack City, but it was um, pretty early on in his career. Yeah, I've never heard of this movie or the comic because I'm not a yeah. comic person. But uh, I'm reading about it, and it does seem like super ahead of its time. Um, very wacky. Uh, very influential. Um, and like you said, uh, trying to do things that the studio was just like, no, that's not what you put in a movie. Right. And uh, um, I'm going to have to see if this is available anywhere. So um, I've yeah. watched it streaming pretty recently. Yep. Ooh, Paramount Plus. I do have that. Thank you, Walmart Plus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got Malcolm McDowell in it. You can't lose. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the cast is surprising for how the movie turned out. <laughs> yeah. And it's not bad. It's just really weird. Uh -huh. I follow a lot of different comic book artists, and uh, one of them was up at uh, Emerald Con, and Lori Petty was there this year. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, she's a hero of mine. So, Lori Petty and the character. All right. I always try to leave every draft saying I'm going to watch something on the board that I hadn't seen. And I was going to do Robot Jocks, but I think I'm going to do Tank Girl. I'm sorry, Paul. Oh, no. 
wouldn't be a terrible <laughs> double feature. Yeah, that would be that would, <laughs> that would be an evening for sure. Yeah, uh, that yeah, Cameron. What did you watch after the uh, fast food draft? I I I I killed my my intestines. Is what I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice pick very good 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 unknown pick very intriguing um i'm anxious after reading about it to give it a give it a watch paul you look like you're you're wanting us to stall with some more dialogue you know i'm just uh <laughs> i don't know i'm trying no, to uh, uh, I'm, no no i'm trying to just I've got some options, uh, but I'm just trying to. I'm just looking at some images, trying to pick between different options that I've got here. And the the problem is, I've got some that I just haven't watched in a while, so I'm not sure how uh, uh, effusive I'm going to be able to be about them. So I think um, I'm going to have to go here with one that I'm just more familiar with, a movie that I'm a fan of, and. Uh, calling back to the intro Maeve, when you were talking about like kind of the idea behind the draft like a you know just getting to go out and own the streets and you know just live in this world where you can just kind of i don't know it's kind of you know anarchy and you get to go do what you want i think i'm going to lean that direction with this one and i'm going to go with escape from la this one so escape from new york arguably you know, apocalyptic, uh, then you get to LA, I think definitely, you not only have the apocalyptic event of uh, California having an earthquake and falling into the ocean, but then um, a sort of radical evangelical president expelling everyone who doesn't have those views to the new island of LA that is formed as a result of that. So I think if you make it to LA, what you see in the movie is uh, there's a lot of... Um, there's just a lot of interesting gangs you can kind of get involved in. Uh, everyone looks really cool, right? Like in terms of like an anarchic future, uh, I think there's just a, you get to go out and kind of seize what you want to do. There's not environmental danger coming at you in this world. So it's all sort of societal in the city of LA. And, um, you know, I, you, the city's still there. So there's still shelter. There's still things that are kind of operating so um it's got some decent things going for it and uh i just like the aesthetic i, I think everyone looks pretty cool in it so i just like the idea of gangs thinking about their look in order to attract people to the gang <laughs> yeah you gotta <laughs> uh shout out to uh c-lab anyone a fan of c-lab 2021 oh, yeah. the show uh, there's an episode where they're making he's he's forming a cult and he gives everyone an orange uh like a jumper and a helmet and then the character play, voiced by eric estrada is like um i don't want to wear the helmet because it makes me look like ralph you know the motorcycle <laughs> mouse and uh I, that's a line that i repeat to this day so <laughs> the aesthetic of your gang is very important to recruit yes Yeah, I, I I had the escapes on my kind of uh, alternate list. So, um, and, and, and interesting, you went with uh, so. What was it about uh, New York that made you not want to go that way? Uh, New York is. I just felt like New York leaned more dystopian than apocalyptic. Mm -hmm. Right, it's like a dystopian government. 
So I, you could pick it, but it's sort of the same vibe anyway. They're very similar movies. So I just wanted to, basically I wanted to shortcut the argument about whether it's apocalyptic or not by going with the one that I felt like was pretty, pretty mm-hmm. clearly apocalyptic. Hmm. But that's, okay. that's, an inter- that's an interesting pick for a nice one. <laughs> like I, I get that I get the costumes are great, but um, <laughs> it was kind of a meat grinder in those things, if I remember correctly. It's been a while since I've seen these. It, it, it's it's rough. Uh, there is violence, but again, there's not violence coming from a, any sort of you know supernatural or otherwise un un inhuman. Nothing like a horde of zombies or something. I didn't uh... think there was a lot of great zombie ones left. I think the nicer zombie ones were off the board. So in terms of like, okay, the danger is coming at me from men. You know, this is preferable to say Mad Max where you're, you know, they're in the desert, water is scarce and things like that. There do appear to be resources available in LA. Um, And uh, every once in a while you can sometimes have a tsunami wave that goes down like Rodeo Drive, and you can just surf on it. It's pretty cool. You don't get that in every, you know, every every time. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that happen in Children of Men or whatever. So I think this one <laughs> that offers yeah. some opportunity. I, I agree. Saying. That movie needed to lighten up a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, it it was that. Or uh, speaking of Children of Men, there was a lot of options on the table that were like uh, fertility based apocalypses. <laughs> So I didn't know if that was even allowed. That was on my possibles. That was on my possibles too. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of nixing Children of Men because it's not quite there yet. That's what I was trying to get there. Yeah. So I'll mention it in alternates. There's another similar film that's further along the timeline that's probably clearly apocalyptic. But I was like, eh, I I don't, I don't, I haven't seen it in forever, so I don't think I can speak well to it. But. Um, I just think in terms of like, again, uh, with this and robot jocks and, you know, whatever you negotiate yourself in the matrix with, I'm trying to present the opportunity to just have some cool, particularly cool eighties vibes going in your life with my picks. Okay. But that takes us to now the, uh, the, the negative rounds. We're going to be assigning some picks. Um, some bad picks here, and I need to get uh, a dice generator up. So I'm going to be up first with the, you know, the sort of negative apocalypse here, and uh, I think uh, I'm I I think this one's a pretty good pick in terms of like there's no redeeming qualities to it whatsoever. Uh, and I'm going to go with the Terminator franchise here. Mm. There is nothing pleasant. I mean, the future, there's literally just piles of skulls like all over the landscape, which is destroyed. Uh, Skynet is can make robots that look exactly like people that can infiltrate whatever camps that are left. And one of the big themes as they keep making more movies in the franchise is even when the humans invent time travel, they can't stop this from happening. It always comes back to this particular apocalyptic future, which again, there's zero fun happening. If you know, nobody is sledding down the skull mountain. Uh, you're just being depressed by all of the bones everywhere. So 
uh, and then Skynet, just the, you know, the Terminator looks terrifying. If you were in the, if that was real and you were in that world and it was just a huge skeletal silver man with glowing red eyes, uh, that's not what you want to see when you're out for a stroll. So. This is a good post-apocalyptic world where there's still someone actively seeking to kill you. Yeah. Yes. Not a, yes. Yeah. Not a lot of them are that way. Like the event happened and then it's just about survival. So this is one where, where the threat is still very much alive. And the robots are just running the clock out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only so long before the humans are going to finally be wiped out. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Cl- clarification question. I guess. So when we're, you say we're rolling the die, since I'm picking it, I, I should only be rolling the die for the three of you. Yeah, it should be three. So, yeah, three, I can't three. get this yeah. myself. So we'll just go one, two, three, Michael. Where you re-roll if you get you. Uh, are you using an actual die or are you using a generator? No. Let's see if I can. Yeah, I'll just generate a three-sided die here. We need a sound effect for our die roll. <laughs> All right, I am... Uh, we'll, we'll add it in post. Someone add... <laughs> okay. <laughs> the sound of a someone find the sound of a single d3 hitting the table uh all right i'm gonna roll and it's a three Maeve. so that goes to mave hmm. i hope well, you anyone... hope you're friends with the uh, john connor you're gonna need it yeah i was gonna say if anyone can take on the the terminator it's tank girl yeah the, we're yeah. not cross we're not yeah. cross pollinating <laughs> here so, oh, oh okay now there's a there's an interesting draft. Which which if you combine all four <laughs> apocalypse, <laughs> which one do you want to live in? Uh, That's good. All right. So is all it right. now my my turn to suggest? Yeah. It's yeah. your turn to pick. You could all, all if you right. want your thoughts on uh, your pitch for why the I guess the Terminator isn't the worst. So people. So uh, the Terminator isn't necessarily the worst because. There's these really cool bunkers underground and it's warm and cozy and, you know, you don't have to deal with paying bills anymore, you know, so really all in all, it's not all that bad. I mean, there's the murder from the robots and all that, but I mean, you can't win them all. You got to break a few eggs and make an omelet. So, um, so I, yeah, I don't, the Terminator is a rough one. And I, I think that was on one of my possible uh, uh, Trump cards here, but I, I had something else that I picked. So that was a good choice. Okay. Okay. Um, so my pick is the 1968 Charleston Heston and Roddy McDowell movie, The Planet of the Apes, oh. the original one. Um the majority of the humans in this world are essentially livestock for the um, the now ape uh, intelligent life that is running the planet. And unless you're Charlton Heston or you want to live underground and have a great big swollen bald head in the sequels, um, it's really rough. You're living in cages, you're being used for manual labor, and they you have regressed to the point where you don't even have language anymore. So that seems like that would be pretty brutal. So so I can't be um James James Franco. 
This is Charles yeah. and Heston's uh, version. <laughs> the um the the modern ones were a little nicer on the they yeah. they were a little more they wanted to have more big stars so they had to have more human yeah. characters but that mm -hmm. first one was really just Charles and Heston and Ryan McDowell yeah. throughout most yeah. of the movie so mm -hmm. and uh, you can't be an ape either right right you still have to be a human yeah. So. Yeah. Can, can you try to dress as an ape to fool them? <laughs> right. Wear the big costume. Like police academy. Wear the police academy. Uh, put, a, put on a mask and just sing the Dr. Zayas song. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> All Zayas. right. So we'll, we'll go one, two, three. Michael Cameron Paul here. Yeah. And roll again. We got a two. So okay. that goes to Cameron. Okay. Cameron. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you why this is pretty good. Okay. Um, <laughs> Number one, we had it coming. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes the chickens come home to roost. All right. Uh, number so, number two. We had um, it coming. We had it coming. Um, I think it was in five, Battle for Planet of the Apes, um, that some humans were actually around and they went they battled the apes there at the end and, and they lost. I mean, this is interesting. Back in the day, they were like, screw people's feelings. Yeah. Like, sorry, humans lose. You lost. You, you stink. <laughs> um, uh, so the there were, yeah, yeah. Th there were some humans. And then at the end, I think Caesar like ended the kind of treatment of humans by the apes. I think that was kind of the end of that movie. So I would say we got to pay our due now okay because we're, we're humans but eventually over time there will be some apes that kind of say okay let's let bygones be got bygones so you'd have to make it probably a couple hundred years but um there's some light on the horizon is what all is what i'll say no um, no line to get to the top of the statue of liberty also a much easier climb to get to the top of the statue <laughs> that's true that's true the sightseeing um availability in this in this world is uh much more accessible to the layman I, I do like the idea though that the listener should be like well i'm gonna die but honestly right. it's fine we deserved it yeah i mean the way the way they were treating the apes there yeah. in 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 three i think it was uh yeah yeah we had it coming so all right, all right. So the mark mark Wahlberg planet of the apes still on the board, <laughs> the board. <laughs> yes. i mean that's kind of that's too much of a good one you get to listen to paul giamatti um, tell a joke every other every other scene so right. well i i like the way this has worked out because the it, the way it is is you get stuck with the apocalypse and then you get to make a pick so yeah. you, you get some immediate uh, satisfaction of inflicting it on someone else. So Cameron, what you got? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to go dark here because I really want somebody to end up with a real, a real loser. I'm going to go with the road. Ooh. Has anybody read or seen the road? If you have, it will, it will, it will hurt you. I mean, it is, it is a tough read and a tough watch. There is literally no positive events in the book or the movie it's literally um the world has some sort of apocalyptic thing you don't even really know what it is but it this man and his son are trying to survive and it's just run into terrible people terrible situations there is they it, it, it does not get better it gets progressively worse and worse and worse hard to find food shelter medicine 
Um, and the other humans out there, I mean, there's some real terrible ones that are like, you know, enslaving people and everything like that. And so it's just, there's no glimmer of hope, zero hope. And I love Cormac McCarthy and I love reading this book, but I don't think I could ever read it again. Um, it was that tough of a watch. I mean, there's, there's no hope except at the end Guy Pierce shows up and he'll take the sun because, well, I won't spoil it, but, um, but, uh, yeah, so it, it's a, it's a tough one. That's a common sentiment. If you look at, so I looked at some lists of like movie apocalypses, right. And it's like, uh, no one has done this twist on it, which are like, I, I thought there'd be people who are like, what are the most survivable apocalypses? I couldn't find a lot of people talking about it, which is interesting. Uh, but there's a lot of just what are the best movies and the note on everyone's viewing of the road is pretty much like, I don't think I can watch it again, but <laughs> it was a good movie. Yeah. Maybe a little too real. It's kind of, you know, if you ever think to yourself, Hmm, it'd be interesting in a post-apocalyptic world. Kind of see how I do like, just watch that or read that book and you'll be all like, please, no, we have to stop that from happening. I don't mm-hmm. even want to get close to that situation. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Cameron, uh, I've now got a coin flip generator. Okay, I'll need to uh, you, mark you the time assign, to, to do a to do a coin sound. So you assign heads or tails to me or Michael, and I'll flip it. Ooh! <sighs> Look at your list here. Who would I really want to get end up with this? Not that well, it, I, not that I get to pick. Yeah, you're not picking, so. <laughs> Okay, then we'll just we'll just go. Uh, we'll go. Michael's Michael's got the fancy hair going. We'll give him heads. Okay. okay. Thank you. And by the, I see now this isn't going to the screen where I'm doing this. I no, think. it has not been. <laughs> okay. It's an honor system thing right now, Paul. All right. So so you gave Michael heads is what you yeah. did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm flipping, and it is heads. Okay. It is heads. It looked like you flipped it twice there. Is that, is that what happened? No. That is how we do the list generator, which moved yeah. me from the first to the fourth yeah. pick. So I don't know if that worked out for me or not. But. Well, in typical fashion, it feels like everybody gets, like you said, you get assigned get something. And then you... And then you... Yeah. All right. So Michael, my any, any first on yeah. the road. Well, this was on my list. <laughs> <laughs> So to to sign, right? Not to live in. <laughs> uh, you know, if if you're a fan of slow travel, this is the universe for you, and you are gonna encounter the most interesting people along the way. You are gonna have so many stories when you encounter a num- another human. Yeah, how often finally reached the coast? How often do you get dedicated family bonding time like that? That's what I'm saying, Paul. You don't have to worry about people staring at phones. You're out there surviving. You're you're walking, having a good time. Who says you're not a slaver? (laughs) Now you have to be on the bad end of it. Yeah. Hey, you could be a horrible person. Exactly. I mean, you could be in charge. You just got to do all the murder and then rape and everything. <laughs> Minor detail. Oh my goodness. Not not going to touch that one. Yeah. Let's see. Let, let's see. Let's see who that's votes the, for Michael's team now. Yeah. So that's our Q and A question. Which one of us is the most likely to 
become a warlord in the <laughs> that is a pretty good question yeah see what the audience assign see, us all see, a role in the apocalypse <laughs> see what your mother-in-law thinks of you Cameron. yeah right. <laughs> all right well mike uh you just get to assign one to me yeah i'm point. sorry There's no dice or anything i i'm sorry uh, you know so, now i'm thinking about it we should have done like everybody pick one and then some sort of random that's honestly what i was thinking so that it was like anyway we've done it this way <laughs> no, going back. i think it's yeah. not it's not that different it's just it, that you get to it's just more pointed when you assign it to me but it still would have been your pick going to me if we did the whole list so yeah. yes and you can thank cameron for getting this one paul Oh, so this. not the so it's you're you're thinking it's not as bad as the road, so it's good that Cameron. It's good for me that Cameron took it off the table. Oh, I see what you're saying. I I know this one's worse, but it's more of <laughs> <laughs> it's a. Uh, Why is he thinking me? I'm not picking it. It was on my list. Okay, I probably would have picked the road. Oh, okay. Well known. Okay. Okay. okay, gotcha. But. You've ruled it out, so now Paul gets stuck with it. You can take the road too. Oh, so it might be a sarcastic thing, Cameron. Okay, I see. Uh, so it's got such a nice, lovely title. Um, (laughs) it's a short story, and it's it's right up there with McCarthy's uh depressing post apocalyptic tale. So I'm gonna take from 1950 Ray Bradbury's There Will Come Soft Rains. Oh, and I, I don't know that one. So this is about a house that can meet all of your needs, can take care of you, cleans up after you, feeds you. But as this, as the story goes on, we find that there are no people living in the house anymore because they have been vaporized by a nuclear bomb. And so I, there, there aren't people in this scenario, Paul. We, we have gone through the apocalypse, and you are a silhouette on a wall. Uh, so are you saying Paul is dead? I, I, don't, I don't think there's anyone living in or this scenario. He, or that he is, the, he is the last man on earth. The house is the main character of the story. <laughs> so Paul's a house. <laughs> oh, if you get in this universe, you're the house. <laughs> it's a very okay. poignant story. I see the story. It's kind of the house yeah. is empty. It, it cannot serve. It has no purpose since there's no person. There's a Black it. Mirror, I think it is, episode that's very similar to this. Everything's automated, and factories like Amazon just keep delivering stuff, even though there aren't people to deliver to. Yeah. Uh, there's apparently a dog that is let into the house uh, and then immediately dies. Oh, is a dog. So Paul's a Paul's a, a, a dog, dog murdering house. <laughs> oh no, the, the house doesn't kill the dog, but it does incinerate it after it dies of a, oh, okay. of, of uh, I'm assuming radiation poisoning. So I <laughs> and then the house burns down. And then the house burns down. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, does so does that mean there are there there you're in a nuclear apocalypse? There does appear to be some things left living. So there's the possibility of a person 
And it's just, can you get across the irradiated wasteland to find the house? What do we think? I, I'm just saying, how, how does this work in the context of... Uh, like if, our, if Paul rolls yeah, this dice and he hits this, is yeah, he is essentially... Just, just dead? I, okay, so let's just say in uh, a radiated, irradiated wasteland is what you're left with. Okay. By yourself. But there is a nice house. For a, for a time being, you can get to California. Down. Hey, okay. it, it's making breakfast. It's cleaning. Okay, that sounds like a good deal to me. All right, I'm ready to roll. <laughs> All right, so listeners, um, again, we'll tell you where to vote in a minute. Uh, when you vote, what we're going to be doing is asking you to basically go through this exercise we're about to do right but for the team that you select as the winner so just as an example here we'll go ahead and show you uh which of our universes we would be living in i'm just going to go down the line i'm going to start with you michael i'm going to roll four-sided dice so michael why don't you tell everybody what you have on the table real fast so with my four options here one is Cowboy Bebop, two, Shaun of the Dead, three, The Hunger Games, four, The Road. All right. And with, uh, with the roll of the die, Michael, you are living in the Cowboy Bebop universe. Starting on Earth, though. There's a chance. On Earth. You're saying there's a chance. Yes. All right. All right. So, that's a roll right there. That's I'm, that's a good roll. You can't yeah, yeah. ask for a better, yeah. better Fortunate. Now, now after so you took the pick, we added the stipulation. Would you have preferred Shaun of the Dead over Cowboy Bebop with the stipulation that you start out on Earth? It's pretty Possibly. close, right? Possibly, yeah. yeah they're they're close. I okay. feel like the fact that a lot of people are zombies is is sad. That, that depressing. Is, unlike Cowboy Bebop, where everything's very happy. <laughs> All I think about with zombie movies is the smell. Just oh, everywhere yeah. you go, it yeah. just has to smell so bad. That's true. I guess you get used yeah. to it. I don't know. I, I right? probably yeah. have to wear a respirator. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, here's sorry. So Michael's in the Cowboy Bebop universe now. Michael, I get the best theme song. I was no. I was going to say. Yeah. There is no. Uh, there is no canonical proof that tank exists in the universe. So you don't know if you get to listen to that song or not. I'm just, you can't vote on the song. People. No, that's, that's just true. Cruel, Paul. That's true. That cruel. You're, not, you're not making a movie here. Yeah, you're right. Um, all right, Cameron here. So what I have um, ready on the, the die here, I have warm bodies where we can bring zombies back into the fold station 11, where we can still watch some theater outdoors uh zombie land where we can still eat twinkies um and and do some fun stuff and then uh planet of the apes where it'll all end up okay eventually (laughs) (laughs) all right are you ready for the reveal cameron yes you have rolled station 11 okay all right man all right to be or not to be yes all right Michael's Michael's trying to get up in the outer space, and I'm still reliving the classics. So Paul's doing it. a good job with the with the rolling right now. If yeah. all of us stay in our top three, that would be pretty <laughs> astounding. <laughs> yeah, but is that the best content? 
No, it's yeah. not exactly. We should have done the reverse. Assign three, <laughs> get one. Uh, all right, Maeve, uh, give us a quick rundown of what you, you got uh, possibly going here. So I have got the two th- the um, television show, The Last Man on Earth, where I one in that show would be able to use all of the toys that the people have left behind to play with. Idiocracy, where one gets to go get medical treatment at St. God's Memorial Hospital and have the best president that's ever lived. Um, Tank Girl, where you get to be Tank Girl, and I think that should be sufficient. And um, Terminator, where um, you don't have to worry about your tan anymore. (laughs) True. Well... The dice has spoken. And Maeve, you are Tank Girl. Wow. <laughs> right on. Dreams <laughs> do come true. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Paul, judging by our pattern here, now, you're going to get a four. <laughs> Paul, I'm, I'm, Paul, for, for, um, for fairness sake, I'm going to roll this one. Okay. Uh, Go for uh, it. I will hop into the draft board here. Paul, tell us what your one, so two, three, and four spots my, are. My options here are The Matrix, where you have the option of, uh, one, just continuing to live a normal life as far as you're aware, or uh, even if you go to the real apocalyptic world, at least they have some fun raves that you can attend. Looks like a pretty good time. Robot jocks, where, uh, you know, it's apocalyptic, nuclear war has happened, but now war is outlawed, so at least there's no violence coming your way. And you might get drafted to fly a giant robot, which would be pretty rad. Escape from L.A., where uh, you're on your own, there's no laws, society is broken down, but uh, at least there's no zombies, no giant monsters, nothing like that coming for you. And you can you can just look pretty rad while you're doing it. And then uh, there will come soft rains where, one, you get to hear a poem. <laughs> there will come soft rains, a poem by Sarah, Sarah Tisdale. So good poetry. And if you make it to that house in California, it sounds pretty sweet. All right. Here comes the roll. And the universe is... There's a lot of clicking for one roll, Cameron. <laughs> Robot jocks. Robot jocks. Actually, that's what I rolled as well for myself. So wow. Are you, are you trying to make me feel useless? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm just saying it was meant to be. Robot jocks. Be. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, you know what? Uh, worst case scenario, I have to fight for my life by piloting a giant mech. There are worse ways to go. That does sound pretty cool. <laughs> All right. Well, listeners. There you have it. Uh, we sort of just gave you the pitch as we went through that activity. Normally, we we tell you why you should vote for our team. I think we sort of covered that. So let me just tell you, if you go down to the episode description, if you're listening on Spotify, the vote for the winner is right there. There's also a Q&A. The Q&A, I think, I think you know, I talked about earlier, we should assign us roles. I think the Q&A for this one has to be, which team did you pick and then which universe did you roll or which apocalypse did you roll to be in? Um, so we'll make that this week's question and answer. Uh, so scroll on down. If you're not listening on Spotify, but you're on your phone, there's a link that should open up Spotify. You just have to have the app. That's it. Open it up. It'll take you to our show where you can vote on the episode. 
Um, other than that, the things you can do that really help us are rate the podcast wherever you listen to it. Um, for all of you listening on Spotify, which according to the statistics is most of our listeners, um, if everyone who listens could give us a rating right now, we're not, our rating doesn't show up on Spotify because we need some more ratings. So if everyone who listens could just quickly in the app, it's right there. Just give it a five stars. Uh, that'll help get us out, you know, into the Spotify algorithm. They might show the show to more people. So that would be great. Other than that, share this episode with somebody. Uh, so guys, uh, let's do maybe a little alternates here. Does anyone have, since there's four of us, maybe just one alternate a piece, um, something that you consider drafting, uh, but didn't, um, uh, I thought about taking, I'm sorry, Paul, I'm going to break your rule. I have two real quick, but, uh, I, I, I thought about taking the postman with Kevin Costner because it actually mm-hmm. seems like a, a big sprawling like uh, uh, society. Like people kind of just live their own lives in their own little communities. Only the, the bad general played by Will Patton, does he come with his army sometimes and kind of wreak havoc. But usually it's just people surviving now that it's post-apocalyptic. So I didn't think it would be that bad. But then my kind of personal choice was a small movie called Z for Zachariah, if you've ever heard of it. It is a three-person movie. It stars, um, uh, uh, what's his name from 12 Years a Slave? Uh, Edgy of Four, um, uh, Margot Robbie, and Chris Pine. And they're the only three people that they've been able to find with each other. And um, it's a pretty interesting movie. Um, uh uh, Chiwito Ejiofor gets jealous of Chris Pine and the relationship he starts to have with Margot Robbie, Robbie because it's kind of a, a three-person community. It gets a little awkward, and the the movie ends ambiguously with maybe he killed Chris Pine because uh, now it's only him and Margot Robbie left. And I thought, if I'm there, I think I have a better shot with Margot Robbie than uh, uh, Four. So I think in that universe, those, those are pretty good odds. I'll take those odds. So uh personal pick there maybe maybe i end up with margot robbie right. i'm sorry holly well, i was gonna say there's there's next year's cameron's birthday draft which list of actresses would i want to be left with in the apocalypse <laughs> oh, goodness. there's only one answer is charlie Theron. <laughs> it's not a bad you answer can, you gotta have furiosa on your side <laughs> So, yeah, Mad Max was an option on my list. But I didn't know whether to put it as as good or bad. It's one of those where it looks survivable depending on where you're at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty, you know, it's set at a time when things are, the environment is improving. Mm -hmm. There are places that's not destroyed. And it's right on the cusp of like society is, has been gone for a while, but maybe it's coming back. Um, especially, you know, some of the, the original films were leaning in that direction. So, uh, debatable. That's one of the ones where it probably really matters what, where you're located. In my anime research, I found one that I don't know if this is just due to translation or what, but I think this title's hilarious. Humanity has declined. That's the name. (laughs) (laughs) So, it is post-apocalyptic, but it talks it's talks about how humans are positively or 
are they're learning to live with nature basically the humanity has indeed declined and i guess there aren't uh, 8 billion people anymore so <laughs> it's more of a balance between uh, humans and wildlife and plant life so <laughs> it, yeah it's, it's a much sunnier tale and i feel like our discussion at the outset kind of ruled it out Maybe I know you had uh, you had a, a long prepared list. Any in, really interesting ones? So I had two that I'll go through quickly. Um, so the first, the one that I had uh, on my list that I almost went with today, but I chose not to, was the video game series, the Horizon series, Zero Dawn mm -hmm. and Forbidden West. Um, it is a video game where it is a thousand years in the future. All life was wiped out, and then an AI started re-terraforming the planet and putting things out there. And the humans there live fairly simple tribal lives, but there does seem to be a relatively harmonious um, relationship between the different tribes, other than some resource wars and stuff like that. And the biggest selling point is robot freaking dinosaurs, um, oh, wow. which, you know, that, that's my mind trap on that one. Um, and then the other one was the uh, television show um, In Into the Badlands. Um, I see that on the list, but I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, it's 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 a, almost like a, a Hong Kong style kung fu story, but it's set in a post-apocalyptic like um, plantation world where the, you have these plantation owners that fight wars over their territory, and there's a group um, of, called the butterflies that are like the only female-led um, plantation that's trying to upstart things and. Uh, there's a lot of really good action in it, but the butterflies themselves are badass. They're like little ninja warriors that are all dressed in pretty outfits and run around and surprise everybody. Like the, their leader is called the Black Widow, to give you an idea of what mm. their crew is like. So it's got Nick mm. Frost though, and it's 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 entertaining. It's not super deep, but it's it's fun. Okay. Well, I had one alternate that is. Uh, I guess in the ballpark of both what Michael and Maeve were talking about there, which was Fist of the North Star, mm. um, which it, it was based on a, a manga, a long-running manga. And then there was a, a movie in the 80s. Yeah, 1986, uh, which is a post-apocalyptic war where there's two rival martial arts gangs that are trying to like restore order. But then one gang has like someone who does a lot of betrayals and it gets down to basically like one leader so uh you know there's there's i guess the chance of being recruited into those gangs and getting to learn martial arts and stuff would be pretty fun but uh other than that it, it didn't look like as fun and then the one i mentioned about like infertility and stuff that i thought about was um eon flux which uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh spoiling a not very popular and older movie here at the end of the movie you find out you know, that they're all clones that someone has been producing because the entire population became infertile. So they're keeping the human race alive via cloning, but the clones are like degrading over time and getting worse in quality. But it turns out that 
nature is reverting somewhat. And so at the end of the movie, people are becoming fertile again. So if you're in that one, you're sort of at the, again, at the cusp of like society coming back, you just have to survive a little bit, but you at least get to be at the start of like reforming society. Um, assuming everything starts getting a little bit back to normal. So uh, you've got the option of normality, but I haven't watched the movie or the TV show in a long time, so I didn't want to talk about it that much. The TV show is one of the coolest animations. Absolutely. It is. uh, So I did not see it when it originally aired on MTV, and I don't know if I watched it in prep for the film, but somehow, I, 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 it might just have been on MTV's website, but they're really short episodes and they're so interesting. Yeah, watching on Liquid Television when they came out was hard because you never knew when an episode was going to be in one of the Liquid Television episodes. So you never knew where you were in the story, which was kind of the appeal. Mm-hmm. It was just like this window that you would look through for a second. And yeah, it was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I did consider those, but those are some alternates. And then we've got the teams that we did draft, but uh, Maeve, thank you for coming on the episode. That was great. Thanks for having me on here, guys. I had a lot of fun. Anything, uh, anything you need the listeners to look out for? Do you have anything you want to plug or anything you've seen recently that you'd want to recommend or anything? Um, so the, uh, you know, the, um, Last of Us was what inspired me on this. I recommend anybody who's listening that hasn't watched it yet to at least watch it through episode three. And if you are not hooked by the end of episode three, then I apologize for wasting your time. And I also apologize for you not having a soul. Totally, <laughs> totally agree. Episode three rocked me to my core. Yeah. Take a, a deep, deep breath and examine, examine my, my inner feelings. And there is a uh, a song by an artist that has come out recently called High Ren, R-E-N, that I have listened to every morning that I've woken up for the last two weeks that um, because it is incredibly moving. It's a the video is nine minutes long. Uh, it's just a guy in a wheelchair and an acoustic guitar playing a live track, and it is stupendous, and everyone should hear it. Okay. All right. Like, well, thanks again to thank me. you both for, for coming bringing on a topic to us. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we need those. <laughs> thanks, guys. Um, <clears throat> I can't wait to hear your next episode. All right. Well, listeners, I think that wraps us for this episode. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. You can tell us which one of us you think will be the last one standing. Thank you for listening to this apocalyptic version of What's on Draft.